0: guys welcome back to the show recording this at 11:35 35 a.m uh central time hopefully you all are doing well today i uh, make sure you use that link anchor.fm forward slash anthony dash mcculley that's m c c u l l e y again the link is anchor.fm forward slash anthony dash get to the website hit the hit the follow button i definitely appreciate that also when you guys get to when you guys after you guys do that if you guys enjoy the content at any at any time uh, please just make sure to share the podcast around as well as rating the podcast as well Uh, it helps me just you know see what majority of uh, listeners like the content so i definitely appreciate that and yeah, hopefully you're having a good morning or a good day whenever you guys are watching this or evening. But, um, man, what a crazy slate of games yesterday. Okay. I, I was kind of, I guess the thing that kind of caught my eye the most is all the injuries that happened. And, um, yeah, you just, it's, it's something... In football, it's something you don't want to see, especially when they happen so much in a season. And now, you know, and now they have now now they happen in now it's so many of them at once happen in one in one day, so that's kind of crazy, but um. Yeah, I hope that they all you know end up getting better because that's it's not good. And yeah, that's just it's just a crazy amount, guys. It it really is a crazy amount of, of, of uh injuries that day, so Here's the first one. So Courtland suffer, Cortland Sutton suffered a serious knee injury last night. Against the Steelers. So. Ian Port And James Palmer. Both reported about this. Cortland. Is set to have. His MRI. Today. Uh, I thought I saw something. On my phone. Before I was about to record this. Actually. About him. And I wanted to put it on here. No, nothing about him. Okay, those were different guys then. So, anyway, set to have his MRI today. In case you guys didn't watch the game, he left Sunday's. Cortland left Sunday's game. Sunday's lost to Pittsburgh after injuring his knee making a tackle on interception by Steeler corner Joe Hayden. Had three catches for 66 yards after missing week one due to an AC joint injury. So, it kind of of last season stats are a little bit. So, last season, Cortland Sutton had 1,112 yards on 72 catches with six touchdowns despite instability at the QB spot. So, you know, I think if you're a team like Denver, who is trying to, they're trying to build their identity on such a young core, such a young group of guys on offense, that I think that when you lose even, I mean, Cortland Sutton's a big name to lose, but when you're when you're a, a, such a young team, who's trying to build something in Denver with this De- with this Bronco team, I think losing any sort of guy, any sort of man, anywhere on that team hurts. You know, it's not like a team like this, Steelers where you lose. Maybe a backup wide receiver, but you know they're still going to be okay because they're just that kind of team that can just you know adapt to that stuff. Teams like the Broncos, they lose those types of guys, just any type of guy, and they're screwed because they don't really have they have veteran presence on defense, but not really on offense. And so I think when you look at this young Bronco team, you know, you think of, well, sort of young Broncos team. But I think when you look at this team, you think they cannot afford to lose these types of guys because they're trying to build chemistry young, you know, at such a young, with such a young group that losing these types of guys hurt a lot. And so, and they suffer the worst because they don't have the type of depth or the type of knowledge yet, really, the type of knowledge to be, you know, to do okay without some of these guys. Like losing Cortland Sutton, I don't think, I think they're a good enough team. I just don't think they're good enough to where they lose a guy like Cortland Sutton, they're going to be able to adapt to it. Whereas, someone whereas like a team like the Steelers were like the team they lost to a team like the Steelers they lose a guy like that they can adapt that's not the Broncos they lose a guy like Courtland Sutton they look at it in a very serious way I mean any injury is but yeah that's just kind of my take on that and so I hope that you know the Broncos can come back I know that it's been a little while since they've at least been relevant in the league. A couple of people may think that they already are. I think that for a team that lost... I guess if you look at it this way. I mean, let me rephrase this. If you look at it this way. From a team that lost Peyton Manning after the 2015 season... after a team that lost Peyton Manning in a 2015 season, and, you know, I can't exactly remember who else left it that year, but I'm sure a lot of people did. Peyton Manning was the star on that team. He was the reason why they were good. Or he's he's at least the reason why they were somewhat relevant. Because he could bring them to the playoffs. Now, not just him, but the, the help of his teammates. Now... Of course, most of the offensive guys on this team now, Bronco team weren't really on the team then. So this is like a whole new this is basically like a whole new team in that sense. I think if you look at from how they've come, from where they've come or how far they I guess i just say how far they've come from that point to now. I guess if you look at it that way, you could say that they're doing okay for themselves. I mean, I I would argue that they're doing better than most teams thought they would. I I'm honestly kind of surprised too. You know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, cuz they're so used to this one guy on offense that knows everyone, knows knows everyone's tendencies. Retires. Winning Super Bowl retires. He leaves and now the next season you start up with a whole new whole new young group. From that point, no one thought they were going to do nothing. Everyone thought, I can remember everyone being like, oh, you know, the Broncos are not going to do crap. They're not going to do shit. They ain't making it for nothing. They ain't making it to any sort of championship. They ain't making it to the playoffs. And now you look at this Broncos team, and now we're like, this could be the year to make the playoffs. You know, we've been thinking that now for the Broncos, or at least I have been thinking about that with the Broncos for last year or two now maybe last year last year or so definitely so and especially now they may have lost but I mean it's always kind of tough when you face a Steeler team though led by Ben Roethlisberger he's he's a tough guy to beat but um yeah I think that you know if, if they have any shot at anything realistically I think they got a shot at wild card I think that you know Maybe they go 9 and 7. Barely making it into the playoffs. It's going to take a couple teams to lose, but I think they go 9 and 7. I think that they're in the wild card. You know, I I think that they got a legit chance. But um yeah, let me know again, guys. Let me know what you guys think down below. Let me know what you guys think on and message me on those I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. But how about this one, too? This is the second one. Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Likely out for the season with an ACL. So, I keep looking at my phone because I cannot remember who it all said they have updates for. Okay, so... This article I'm showing right now says that he is likely out for season. I now have an official update that on the NFL.com official app too. That he has that Giants confirmed running back Saquon Barkley suffered torn ACL will undergo surgery. And that was as of 20 minutes ago, 24 minutes ago. So... This, this article I have up right now shows that he is likely out for the season the one that I picked was likely out because when I picked it there was no update yet and it didn't update me I guess I probably could have put that in but anyway you guys got it now so now that you guys know he's like now that you know he's officially out with an ACL. I can um kind of just get into what happened for those of you that didn't watch the game. So, it was in the first half of the Giants 17 to 13 defeat to the Bears. He um in report reported this. He had the MRI today. Obviously, that's what I just told you guys for that, and, um, so, trying to see here, so now this team turns to Dion Lewis, after Saquon Barkley, which, Deion Lewis is good, but, he is no Saquon Barkley, I mean, from a, from a standpoint of, athleticism, you know, I don't think Deion Lewis can jump over guys' heads and their whole bodies and get off the ground like that and break break some good runs. Deion Lewis is good, but he ain't no Saquon Barkley. And um, Wayne Gelman, the backup, was also an active Sunday as well. So whether or not, you know, how much, how much of a workload Deion Lewis gets next week is going to depend on... What happened here with Wayne Gallman? I don't know if that was just a one game thing or if that's going to be for a little while yet. He missed three games in 2019 with an ankle injury. Exited after taking four carries for 28 yards as New York trailed 10 to 0 in Chicago last year. This kind of is some insight from last year as well, from his last injury as well. So, this is rough. For the for the for the giants here. Saquon Barkley, obviously probably at this point, I would argue, probably one of your better offensive guys. It helps Daniel Jones out as well when you have a guy like when you have a guy like fucking Saquon fucking Barkley. You got a guy like him. When you're if you're Daniel Jones and you know you have a guy like Saquon Barkley, it it somewhat makes your job easier. I mean, he is. I mean, I guess it makes his job easier. I mean, it makes his job easier either way. I mean, Saquon can do lots of different things on the offensive side of the ball. He can line up as a you know line up in the slot as a wide receiver. You know, he could still take passes from the running back position. He can just run the ball simply. You know, so there's a lot of things he can do as, you know, as one guy. So when you take out a guy, when when a guy like Saquon is out now, you almost feel like you lost a guy at multiple positions. You know, he's a running back, but with how many things he can do, you now feel like you lost a guy at wide receiver and a different type of guy at running back. You know, the passing type of running back that he is. So you essentially lost him in two different positions. I know that they don't really use him at the wide receiver position, not that I really know of. But when he does, you essentially lose him at two positions, and so. But I think, as a whole, you look at it, their whole offense as a whole. He's their number one guy on that on that offensive front, on that offensive team. I I, I would I would I would argue that he is and maybe not even that maybe just the most maybe just the guy that knows the most of their tendencies and what they're going to do i'm not saying he's the number one guy on that offensive front that's not really meant to say meant more to say like you know he's he's one of the guys on that team that know the team that knows the offensive tendencies. And obviously, I guess if you're a running back, you probably have to know that. No, but, um, yes, yeah, so overall, it sucks. You know, with an ACL, that could be all year. I guess it kind of just depends if you, I mean, he tore it, so it, it, it very well could miss the, re- miss the rest of the year. But, yeah, so, so that's on Sequin Barkley, guys. Um, there's not really – it kind of just gets into his last year's stats. So I think we're kind of just going to leave it there. And uh, if anything else, you know, anything else kind of comes out on it, I will definitely let you guys know. And now despite – and now, after Saquon Barkley's injury, they are now working out. The Giants are now working out Devonte Freeman, who now who just recently visited the Eagles over the weekend, but didn't leave with a contract, so he can still look at other teams. So, since rejecting his deal with Seattle in the spring. As we all know, Devontae Freeman has taken a couple visits but has not yet signed with a new team. With the amount of injuries we just saw over this over Sunday and stuff. I'm sure Devontae Freeman if he gets to be on any team, it'll be during this week at some point, I'm sure. Cause this is a time where a lot of people are gonna need, you know, guys on their team. So, let's see here. So, Devontae could help fill an early down roll in New York as between-the-tackles runner. Following Barkley's injury, only Deion Lewis, better known for his pass-catching ability, took carries, averaged 2, point, two, two yards per total on 10 touches. Shifty Wayne Gallman was inactive Sunday. So if you add Devontae Freeman, Wayne Gullman comes back, and then you have Deion Lewis, you then have three guys who then can shift and kind of share the load. And I think that would be really important to have. And I think that's gonna be necessary. I think that's kind of mandatory because Devonte Freeman, he hasn't played, you know, yet this year. And so I think. He's obviously not going to be in the best shape right away, but, you know, you play him enough, and over time, he'll he'll adapt. But I think up to that point, I think Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman, whenever he comes back, they take more of the load, and they'll use Devontae Freeman when necessary. They're probably not going to go too heavy on him, though. But, yeah, so... I guess they don't really show much on that either, just to kind of show that Devontae Freeman is on the Giants list of guys that they would like to get. We will see if he ends up getting a contract with the Giants. But yeah, I, I would say that if he goes to any team, I think if he has any hope to be on a team at all this year, I think that this would be one of the seasons to look at, definitely, or this would be definitely one of the weeks. You know, considering all the injuries that went down. I I think Devontae, though, I think that would be a good fit for him. I think that that's a situation where running back is definitely needed. You know, at the moment, they only have two. Only have one active, but they have two. And, um, yeah, so. And I would like to see Devontae Freeman at some point this year. You know, I I don't know when it'll be. Of course, that could be this week. You know, that could be after the workout. I don't know. But. Yeah, I would like to see him on the field. I think that he is good enough to be on a team. I kind of wish he was already on a team, but he's not. But anyway. Justin Herbert starts at QB over injured Trad Taylor versus Chiefs. Now some say this wasn't a very good decision because before the game he before kickoff he actually went to the hospital. Because of chest pains. Now, and then he still ended up playing. And then ends up getting hurt. Some point during the game. So. So Justin Herbert starts his. Gets his 2020 debut. Season debut. Against the Chiefs. After Taylor had been taken to the hospital chest pains. He experienced in warm ups. Now we go to Justin Herbert, who was outstanding in his debut. Now, I watched the game. I personally thought he did pretty well. You know, for a a team, for a guy that he's making his debut against it could be against any team, and it's against this high powered chief team. And Herbert, and Justin Herbert's making his debut. I think for the situation he was put in to, you know, debut, I think it was pretty good. I I didn't think he did terrible. I did see a couple mistakes he made, but I definitely think that those are just, you know, those are obviously just growing pain. You know, those are just things he's going to have to, you know, it's only his first game, so he ain't going to do perfect. He's going to make a couple mistakes here and there, you know, rookie mistakes, he'll He'll clean those up and get better. And um, obviously, you never want to see injuries like, you know, like what happened with Terrell Taylor. But I think that that's a blessing in disguise. You know, you you obviously, you know, if you're Justin Herbert, you obviously don't want to see a teammate go down. But you're also happy that you're getting your chance as well. Like you're happy, but you're not happy. You're happy because now you're getting your chance. You're not getting a shot. You're not getting an opportunity something that may not come a whole lot, you know? Even though he's on a team, it may not, you know, they may not call his name as much to be a starter. And honestly, I don't know what they're waiting for. You sign Justin Herbert, but then you play Terod Taylor. I I don't know what they're doing exactly. I, I kind of thought that he would already be starting, and I'm not sure. Are they just trying to get Justin Herbert I mean I, I guess the only thing I could see it as is they're just trying to get Justin Herbert some, some veteran presence. You know, some veteran I guess they're just trying to get him some veteran help. I guess is I guess is how you would look at Tyrod Taylor. I mean he ain't yeah, I mean I guess when it comes to with what they have he would be considered a veteran. I was just trying to figure out a way to say that. And then Anthony Lynn, in an interview, says, quote, this is about Teron Taylor, by saying, quote, if he's 100% ready to go, he's our starter. End quote. So yeah. The team later announces, though, that Tourette Taylor had experienced difficulty breathing and was transferred to local hospital for further evaluation. Discharged from the hospital Sunday night in the... And the Chargers said that Taylor's status for week 3 would be determined later in the week. So... Okay. So that definitely sucks to see. I mean, you're happy that Justin Herbert gets there's no I guess there's really you no know, it, it kind of balances each other out It's like a win loss. You hate to see you know a guy like Terod go down, especially like that. but then you're also happy to see Justin Herbert get his chance you know finally get his chance you know because he went to play that game if Terod didn't if Terod didn't have that injury if he didn't have that problem. He wouldn't have gone down. He, you know, Justin Herbert never would have played. He never would have started. He never would have had his debut last night. So that's what I'm saying. For him, it's like a blessing in disguise. You're to see a teammate go down, but you're also happy you're getting your shot. You have to shine in it because you never know how many more opportunities he's going to have. They may look at that tape and say, you know what? We're going to start him. And should they keep... And should they stick with uh, Justin Herbert, you know, after they make their final decision... How long do you think Justin Herbert would be starting for? I guess it just depends on Tarot Taylor's injury. You know, first of all, I don't really, all I, all I really know is that it's, he had difficulty breathing, went to the hospital, chest pains. I don't exactly know what it is. Is it just like a health thing or is it like, I mean, obviously health, but like, is it like from an underlying injury he's already had? Or is this like just something random that happened? You know, because if this is an underlying injury, you know, from an in- underlying injury, well, I guess I heard that he had a rib injury as well, so this could be a part of that. I'd say maybe three, four weeks, maybe. Four, five weeks, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that definitely sucks to see. There's not too much else, really. Just kind of explains Justin Herbert's debut, which I kind of already got into. But yeah, so I see. What we're gonna do, guys, is we will we will take a break here, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll wrap this thing up. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. Okay, so this next thing I got here is about Christian McCaffrey, who. The article was before the update came out, actually. So, it says that he's having an MRI Monday to to determine the severity of his ankle injury. Well, I'm just now seeing an update as of 15 minutes ago that Christian McCaffrey will be out four to six weeks due to a high ankle sprain suffered on Sunday and their loss against the buccaneers. So did not return 31 to 17 loss against the buccaneers. I'm actually going to read this off my phone here because this is already updated. So, it was late in the game. Or nearly a quarter left that a two-score lead to trying to race. Christian McCaffrey receives a pass from Teddy Bridgewater, sprinted wide left, and fell forward across the goal line. He then exited with an ankle injury on that play, just to kind of give you an overview. Ian Rapp report did report about this, by the way. Matt Rule confirmed reporters that McCaffrey would miss, quote, multiple weeks, end quote. So, yeah, that's just kind of the updated version of what we got here. Can I get his stats possibly before that injury? Does that show it all on here? And again, guys, I all these injuries do suck to see. I mean, I like Christian McCaffrey. I think he's one of the better, how should I put this without really sounding like a, I guess I, I how I look at it is with the younger running backs today, I would put him in my list of top five. I think for me, it would go, I guess my list would be, let's see here. Who was I thinking of when I just completely forgot about him? I don't know why I can't remember who I was going to say now. I really just forgot. If I remember his name, I'll give you guys my top five running back list for top five younger running backs in the league, or just in general. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Who was going to say? But anyway, yeah, it, it sucks to see, though, because, okay, no, this was the stats here. I wanted to try to find the stats, okay. So before getting hurt, Before getting hurt, McCaffrey ran, or he had, he rushed it for 18 times, picked up 59 yards and two touchdowns, and caught four passes for 19 yards before exiting. Mike Davis then replaced McCaffrey in the final quarter. Mike Davis is good. I like Mike Davis. But again, when you have these big-name running backs who have so much hope, hope for their, you know, for their futures, and now they go down, you just hate to see it, you know, that happened already, Saquon Barkley, now Christian McCaffrey, it's like we can't ever get away from this stuff, and I know it's football, everyone's going to have, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, it's football, obviously, I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is, these guys have so much hope. For their futures, that when they go down like this, it, it really like obviously they have to miss time. So with that missed time, it's missed. There's also missed opportunities to keep proving yourself. And I think that when you look at guys like Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, I think they keep that in their back of their heads. I think they, you know, I think that's something they think about a lot. You know, maybe that's their motivation every week to do well. That you know every week's a week to prove yourself, and I know that's not just running backs. That ain't just young guys. That's everybody, you know. Even guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, they go every Sunday and think to this is the week to do better than last week. This is the this is you know this is the time to do better than I how I was last year, how I was two weeks ago, how I was last week. So you know all of these guys think about this stuff, but I think that. When you're a younger guy and you're also a running back, not even just running back, just younger guy in general, these two guys, specifically running backs, respectively, for their own teams, they take that motivation to another—I think they take that motivation to a second level. You know, they, they take the motivation of, this is my opportunity to do better than I was last week, or how I did two weeks ago. They take that motivation to a second—to a next level and they really they really really take that to heart and they they do really well. And I think that's what they both do. I think that's what they the both of these guys do. You know, every week they seem to play well. And they're they're consistently good. You know, they're they're consistently great guys. I would argue that, you know, every week it seems as if they both get at least one breakout run per per game. At least one. I, I I wouldn't be I can't watch every game, but I would not be surprised if every if at least one time each game every week, okay maybe not every game, but consistently every game, get at least one breakout. And I know that doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying in general, they're pretty consistent guys. I would argue, and they always seem to fall forward no matter what way they're being tackled or no matter what way they rush, they both seem to just fall forward. You know, they they never just allow the tackle. They always have to try and push it, and they always try to fall forward. I think if I was a Panther fan, I would be I, – I mean, obviously, as a Pan- Panther fan, I'm sure every Panther fan likes Christian McCaffrey. I don't know who wouldn't. And I think a lot of guys, I think a lot of guys, maybe. You know, I guess this happens a lot, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I just think that some guys, you know, obviously every person in the dra- coming out of the draft is going to have some guys that don't believe in them, and obviously I'm sure Chris McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, respectively, have had those moments. But I think those I think those I think those people that did, I don't know who did, but I think the people that did, I think they know who they are, and they know and they now wish they never said that to them. Like they now wish they never said, Oh, you know, you're not gonna do anything in the league. Because look at how they've look at where they've come now. And I think at some point in Christian McCaffrey's career, I think he's gonna end up winning a Super Bowl. I hope he does. I don't know if it's gonna be with Carolina. It could. I don't know. If, if, if it is with Carolina, they're going to have to pick up the pace pretty quickly because... Well, not really quick, because he's still young. But... You obviously don't want to suck forever. So, I mean, they're going to have to pick up the pace if they want to start doing well. But the, that kind of stuff takes time. But anyway, that's not the whole point. So, yeah. Christian McCaffrey out. Four to six weeks. Hate to see it. And, um... Yeah, so we'll see. Drew Locke is now expected to be going down as well after with an MRI on Monday after injuring his throwing shoulder on Sunday in his loss to the, in their loss to the Steelers. Jeff Driscoll takes his spot afterwards. So. It is said that Drew luck was in a sling after the game said his shoulder felt funny after trying to throw after and I did see the video it did look pretty awkward of a pretty awkward of a of a of a tackle there. Did't look too nice on the shoulder it didn't look like it kind of felt too good either. I'm sure the shoulder is not doing too well either. But um, yeah, it goes on to say that Locke was injured on the actual play. He got injured when he was being sacked by Pittsburgh's Bud Dupree, resulting in a fumble and a turnover for Denver in the first quarter. Drew Locke does say in an interview by saying, "quote We'll probably do an MRI on it, and yes, because it's my throwing arm, there's a little bit more caution in there." End quote. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's on your throwing shoulder. They're gonna take it with a little bit more caution. You know, maybe if it's his other shoulder, they're gonna say if he's not a hundred percent, they might and they need him. They might say, you know what, if Zons you're good to play, we're fine with it. As long as you're sure that you can play, but when it's on your throwing shoulder like this, they're gonna they're they're gonna take more. They're gonna take. You know, they're not really gonna give you as much of as much of an option. They're kind of just gonna take it in their own hands and say, we'll tell you when you're ready, when you can play. And uh Jeff Driscoll will be I mean, will be the starter until Drew Lock can come back. Um coming back from that injury, you know, after that injury, Drew Jeff Driscoll comes in. Gets a first down completion right off the bat to Jerry Judy before the Broncos stalled, punting late in the first quarter. So Locke completed just 105 pass attempts for 20 yards before exiting with the injury. Driscoll finished the day for 18 on 18 for 34, passing for 256 with two touchdowns and a pick. That's not that's not terrible. That's that's really not bad actually. 18 for 34. 56 yards on two two touchdowns and a pick. Yeah, It's not that's not bad stats at all. It just it doesn't mean anything when you still lose, though. But, yeah. So, yeah, all these injuries, guys, it, it's not good. And it's happening, like I said, it's happening to all these young guys with so much hope. You know, we still have a lot to see out of Drew Locke. And now he's hurt. You know, same for Christian McCaffrey, same for Saquon Barkley. I know those are two running backs, and he's a he's a he's a quarterback, but it still doesn't change the fact that they they still have a lot of hope. You know, they still have a lot to hope for, and then they go down with injuries, and it just sucks. But um, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Raheem Mostert all exit with injuries versus the Jets on the same day. Man, that is crazy. When can this 49er team ever get a break? Well, you thought the injuries they already suffered were bad. Now you lose guys. Now you all need it. Now you lose much needed guys in Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, your quarterback, and Raheem Most. I mean, we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking about a guy that brought his team to a Super Bowl appearance last year. You know, we're, we we're really thinking this is the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. This is nothing that we thought this team would be with a follow-up year. And now, this is what's happening. So, defensive end Nick Bosa was carried off in their 31-13 win over the Jets in the first quarter with a knee injury team quickly ruled them out for the remainder of the contest, which was far from done with seeing significant Niners injuries. Kyle Shanahan said after the game that both tore Torres and and will undergo more tests. Niners started quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo played the entire first half while hobbled with an ankle injury before being ruled out for the start of the second half with the 49ers leading 21-3. Nick Mullins entered the game in place of Garoppolo. Shannon said that Jimmy Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain, meaning Mullins is the favorite to start next week at the Giants. And then Raheem Mostert was ruled out with a knee injury at half. Mostert is believed to have suffered a mild MCL sprain. report, did report about this and will have tests Monday to produce a timetable for his recovery. Now, for Raheem Mostert, an MCL, a mild MCL sprain is still not good. It's not going to be a whole year, but he will probably be out for a couple months. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what kind of timetable that takes, but. And then it goes on to say that after Bosa went down, Solomon Thomas. A fellow top five pick was also card off with a knee injury and then ruled out as well. So yeah. The defending champs, NFC champs, have endured some cruel injury luck so far this season. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk did not see the field in week one. George Kittle ruled out for week two beforehand with a knee. Could miss more time potentially. And then D. Ford was also ruled out for San Francisco's game against the Jets with a neck injury. Richard Sherman is on injured reserve. If you had all of these guys playing for you right now, imagine the type of force they would be. Wearing. I mean, they'd, they'd probably be the same forces they were last year, if not better. I don't see with this, I mean, anything's possible, but I'm just going to say this right now. I don't see the San Francisco 49ers even making the playoffs. And I think if next year when next year comes, I think when all these guys come back, I think that the for and it's too early to say this right now, but I think the 49ers are going to be you know, going to have I think they're going to have, you know, a um they're going to run wild on the league next year, I think if all these guys end up returning. But that's for a different time to talk about that. So despite all the injuries, they had a special game day. Mostert took his first carry of the game, a toss right, 80 yards down the sideline and into the end zone, untouched. Left with 92 rushing yards on eight carries. Garoppolo, despite sustaining the ankle injury early, had an efficient afternoon, bouncing back from last week's loss with a 14 of 16, passing for 131 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, that's not terrible either. So again, guys, we really do hate to see this stuff. As soon as whenever we thought the 49ers had enough, they now lose Nick Bosa, defensive end Nick Bosa, quarterback Jimmy Grappolo, and running back Raheem Mostert, all of which played fantastically last year for their teams. And um yeah, so there's that. Uh next thing we got here is this is actually the last thing we're gonna talk about today. Tariq Cohen agrees to a three-year contract extension with the Bears. This was yesterday. So it is worth 17.25 million in new money at five and at 5.75 million per year. Internet report did report. The team did later make the deal official. With incentives, the deal could be worth up to 18.25 million at 6.93 million per year. The the 2017 fourth round pick out of North Carolina will receive 9.533 million fully guaranteed and 12.33 million max guaranteed on his deal. So, treat Cohen, is on his, he's got his final year on his rookie contract, has been playing extremely well after coming out of the league, after coming into the league in 2017. Changes the pace of this Bears offense. I think when they, you know, I think when, since they got Tariq Cohen, I think they've been more comfortable with running. I guess they, I guess you could kind of argue that they didn't really have You know, a guy where they could wish they could just lean on and play well with. I'm trying to figure out how to say that better. When they got Tariq Cohen, they knew, you know, he has been, I guess I would say, kind of consistent with his play. I, I, wouldn't, I, I guess I would argue that he hasn't really changed that too much. I think that that stays pretty consistent. And, um, you know, much like with, you know, what I was talking about with Dion Lewis, can make some good plays playing in the slot as a receiver, makes good, you know, can make some really good plays, Pass, you know, can make some really good plays when he gets past two from his running back slot. And then when he just simply runs the ball even. You know, like I said, guys like Tariq Cohen... You have guys like him where they can... It's almost like if you lose him, you're losing him at multiple positions. Like I said with Dion Lewis. You lose a guy like... like You lose a guy like... Or not like Deion Lewis. When I said a guy like Saquon Barkley, you lose him... When you lose a guy like that, you lose him at... You feel like you lose him at multiple positions because of how they can play. And that's what I think with Terry Cohen as well. But, um, yeah, I wanted to quickly give you guys the stats. Now, I know it's still early, so I... I Overall, I've been doing their 2020 stats, and then I go back and say their 2019 stats as well, um, if they played. So, Tariq Cohen's looked like this up to this point, or is looking up like this up to this point. Seven, seven rushing attempts for 41 yards with zero touchdowns up to this point. 2019 looked like this for him, though. Ended the season with 64 rushing attempts for 213 yards, zero touchdowns so he already, so he gets one, at least one touchdown, he already did one, he already did one stat better than last year, he's already doing better than last year, now, again, it's too early still, so having zero touchdowns right now isn't, isn't big of a deal, he'll get some later on, and, uh, yeah, so, again, guys, that's, that's really all we got for today most of it was just injuries from yesterday but again please make sure to use the link anchor.fm forward slash anthony-mcculley that's m-c-c-u-l-l-e-y when you get to the website please make sure to hit the follow button if you want to be notified of every upload also please just share the podcast around if you enjoy the content as well as rating the podcast on both google and apple podcasts i would definitely appreciate that but if you guys would like to talk to me or ask me anything on, about the podcast or anything that we talk about and want to give you guys thoughts and opinions I will link all my social uh, social media accounts down below feel free to go there and message me on any of the accounts to talk to me about the podcast or again just give me your guys thoughts and opinions and I'll give you guys mine if you would like but again guys this has been the Full Court Blood Sports Show. I hope you guys have an amazing day, and uh, see you guys later.